Welcome, everybody, to another episode of FM Soccer Talk. My name is Franco Franzis. I'm here with my boys, Tito and Paolo. I assume we're all watching soccer. We're all following all the soccer that's happening. I know there's yeah. soccer every day, but... It's easier when you work from home I, with these monitors. I can just throw on a game because I'm not in an office. Or is it is it easier though, or is it, it easier is, when like there's ten games on a Saturday and then ten games on a Sunday and then that's no, it? No, my when I'm not working, there's always just my parents are here, the kids are around, and I try really hard to be with the boys. And I'll put a game on with them, but then I'm like, wow, I want to go for a walk or something. So. During work hours, I'm, glue, I'm glued to this machine. So I just throw on a game there, throw on a game there, do work. It's just it's actually easier for me during work hours to watch games. Sure, sounds yeah. stupid. And that but triple monitor is always a, always a nice. Oh, it's soft. Put it on I that one. That. I had it during my PhD when I was doing my studies. I had three monitors. Man, that, I remember I always had like a Netflix movie on or something. Mm-hmm. A game happening. Yeah. That third monitor was literally just for live TV or Netflix. Yeah. I currently the have the like, PS4 and then have my research paper and then my you know my document. There's um I've been doing something weird lately. So if I want to watch a game, like if there's a good game that I want to watch, I'll put that on. But if there's a second game on as well that I'm I'm also interested in, yeah. I'll listen to the audio of one and watch another one, which kind of is like messes with your head a little bit. What do you mean, kind of? That's that's messing with me no, just no, listening. No, 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 no. What are you doing? Exactly. Why, try why it. So I want. I want to try it. All right. So there's two games on, right? There's a game. There's a game on ESPN, and then there's a game on NBC or Peacock or something like that, right? So you can't listen to both audios at the same time because that's just impossible to do. So what I do is I watch one game, and I listen to the audio of the no, other. No, 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 no. You put one. Is this also? Wait. Is this also how you and watch whenever movies? Whenever you hear something like "good go," so whichever kind of you, you feel the rhythm of how the well. I guess because you're listening to it in English, but when you're in Spanish, you could hear the rhythm of the game through the announcer's Obviously, voice. Obviously, but that's so that's I'm what listening I, to it, and you could hear how the pitches are going on the other audio. But you leave them both on, no, but slightly that. lower to the one, so you're watching the one that I'm, is on higher volume. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm watching one, listening to the other. I mean, would you watch? Would you watch a TV show that way? No, of course not. That's ridiculous. You would not know what the hell's happening. I like that my my hypothetical is ridiculous. It's ridiculous, dude, because if I'm listening to one and it sounds good, I just switch over <laughs> to it and I'll watch what's going uh, on. Okay. I would put both on. I would I would just have two games that if I'm watching. If one day you have your eyes have gone crossed, I know why. Well, I just just <laughs> it's because it, you're doing this, dude. You're messing up with yourself. Well, all right, so let me backpedal. So Please. before, when I was sitting at my desk, I had the two monitors and I had plenty of room to have multiple screens on and multiple games up now on Now you're just on a laptop. I'm just on my laptop now. So I have one little tiny corner of my screen has a little window, but there's two games on and I got to listen to both or one. So I usually, you know, I usually do that. So that's so my secret. That's how I. That's how I stay up to date. I watch one and I listen to one. It's a way to cover two games at the same time. You guys, I would have. I would have. I would have had a monitor set. Opted yourself into this. Uh, you're not moving much. Your knee. I hear you. I mean. Yeah. yeah, yeah let's yeah, talk yeah. about your big change. Right. Like so, we, among no, the three of us, we're down a leg. Adapted yourself to a single monitor is uh, impressive. 
I know. It's a, probably the biggest change in my life, more so than the fact that I'm not moving at all because of the knee surgery I just had. So, yeah. Since <laughs> Technical the last, adoption. Since, since the last time we've spoken, uh, I've had knee surgery. This is my third knee surgery. Uh, repaired the meniscus on my right leg, and I'm going to be out for what seems like forever. So now all three knees, all three legs have had surgeries. All three legs have had surgery, yeah. All three and legs. at a ripe age of 40. Yeah, yeah, right at 40. It's exactly where I wanted to be in my life. Like, yeah. a, like a month and a half ago. Yeah, because what sort of 40-year-old has knee surgeries just so that they can continue their soccer career, I guess me, you know? The best ones. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's still how I see it, too, my soccer career. That's why I I, I keep stats. I remember the end of... Uh, I keep stats. As, as we were finishing the... the, the continue, please. Job, I was keeping like, okay, cool. No, this, this week I played around 65 minutes. Really? Uh, I gave three threatening passes. Yeah, threatening dude. passes? You- <laughs> three like filter pads that could have been goals. Uh, a missed chance. Shit like that, dude. Shit like that. An off-balance <laughs> shot from 35 yards away. That's why I keep my career going. Maybe that's why I relate with Pelé 12. and how Pelé says that he counts his friendlies and shit. Because yeah. I still keep my, my stats. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I think... It- I think wow. what's really weird is Tuesday night, right? So we've had two Tuesdays so far. Like Tuesday nights are back. We're back indoors. And uh, last week it was okay because I've missed Tuesday nights before and I've always had someone there to kind of like represent me, you know, to kind of – there was so, someone from the executive board has been there to kind of run shop, you know. But um, this past week there was nobody there. No me, no Caesar, no Marco, no Paolo. There was no executive board whatsoever. No Mike, nobody that went to Tuesday night. So uh, we were just all out. So Mike's, uh, Mike's son had a birthday party. So me, Mike, and my brother were kind of, we had all had dinner together. Uh, and Marco as well. So we were, we were all out. I mean, obviously I'm out. Paolo was out. I don't understand his excuse. So, um. <laughs> or was it? Oh, yesterday. Oh, my wife was doing the food allergy class to like yeah, teachers and educators awesome. and daycare people and i'm like i'm not rushing that and then you go maybe there's a clubhouse meeting for those not attending i go go on yeah so and then so we ended up having a non-tnf participants clubhouse party so tnf happens even if it doesn't so i can't imagine what tuesday night was like i don't know what omar's was like people had to pay cash Upon arrival, like they paid Omar as soon as they walked into the door and they went oh, to the Oh, how field. did that go? Do we know? I have no idea. I just All assumed right. everybody paid. I just assumed everybody paid. Yeah. So, and um, I only gave one person the complete list. Um, I did something new, which is I text out the teams before they got there. So individually, I would send you a text message. I said, you know, white, red, or, or black. And that was it. You got a text message that said white, red, or black. And people were like, this is great. I know my team beforehand. It's great. It's wonderful. So I guess that was one good thing. Yeah. Yeah, I just like that it still happens even though I'm not there. It's good to know that people are still playing soccer. You're a producer. Yeah. But it just seems, who knows? You know, I'm not there to hold people accountable. I'm not there to tell people to give a shit, you know. So who knows what's going on. There's people complaining and stuff. Hopefully it's fun. No one's picking on anybody. No, but sure we were all at we were all at the clubhouse. We were playing FIFA. Rich beat Marco. That was oh incredible. my god! That was, that was a, so the highlight of my night, dude. It was, it was so just, fun. 
Dude, he was putting on a clinic, and not only was he doing it, he was talking shit the whole time. This yeah. is even better. So yeah, so that was good. And Marco's not a bad. You're embarrassing player, yourself. Too. I'm sure he's saying Marco's actually a, le- a legit FIFA player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, it was great. By Rich got spanked. So it was, it was, it was nice for me. It was nice to get out. Uh, yeah, it was like my first time out of the house, really. And um, it felt good. So that was it. So my, my Tuesday night was good, even though it wasn't my ideal Tuesday night. I mean, I'm to I think that I won't to think that I won't. It was my play. ideal Tuesday night. Yeah, <laughs> that's a bad thing. This is a dude. This is a bad thing. So we did this a couple times. There was a couple times during the December where we got together at the clubhouse instead of going to soccer, whether there was not enough people for soccer or there was just no soccer in general the five, six, seven of us were all going to the clubhouse and just hanging out because we have a clubhouse now. Yeah. We literally have an entire house to yeah. ourselves to do whatever we want. So it's with cable. pretty cool. With cable, yeah, yard, fire pit, all sorts of stuff, refrigerator, all sorts of, all the amenities you need. for volleyball. Everything. All the amenities you need. It's Think of an amenity. It's there. It's there. Bathrooms, multiple, everything you need. So. Nice. So that's it. But Tuesday night is back, and I'm I'm looking forward to actually going and watching it one of these weeks. So that'll be good. That's it, man. Uh, Damn, soccer tennis there. We got soccer tennis still going on on Sundays. That's another thing I'm I'm gonna miss more than anything. I think more than Tuesday nights. I think I'm gonna miss soccer tennis because I really love soccer tennis. And like lately, I've been playing good. I've been having a good time. I like that. It's just. The weather has almost been ideal on Sundays for like the last couple months. It's cold, really, really but cool. when you're moving, it's great. Yeah, so it's, you just, you want to be playing. It's yeah. between like 35 and 40 degrees. And it's like almost perfect. You crisp. Know? So it's like, yeah, it's crisp, but it's really like you said, it's like with the coffee and the bagels and everything going on. You can't, you can't beat laughter, it. Man. It's so much fun. The, the, oh, so much laughter. So much fun. So I just, yeah, it no, just sucks, dude. Not, it just sucks that I'm organizing all. I'm organizing Sunday soccer. I'm organizing Tuesday. I'm trying to get people together on all, all the work, the none of the fun. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't even get to watch it anymore. I just get to talk about it. Like, hey guys, make sure you go. And that's all I get to do now. So. <laughs> it's fucking stupid. So, and that's how you become a legend in Shelton, man. Uh, I guess yeah, we're putting up a billboard soon. That'd be wonderful. What's it going to say? Get well soon, Ferris Bueller? No. <laughs> we heard that you were feeling ill. That's <laughs> good. If you save Ferris Bueller, I'll cut off a testicle. <laughs> oh, man. So, Clubhouse is cool. Sunday morning soccer. We're talking about tennis. We, um, you know, it's a. Uh, no, we're going to Europe now, no? No, 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 we were talking about, I mean, me personally for 2021 would love to take soccer tennis like mainstream. Like, I don't know if it's starting a league or just designating a day or finding some sort of establishment that will just let us play all the time. I don't know what I want to do, but like, I know, Tito, I know you're full-blown, like, love soccer tennis, think we should, you said this a year yeah. and a half ago that we should have been doing this, so, and yeah. I, I'm fully on board dude uh, i love it i think it's so much fun i think it's so good for development and soccer and it gives just enough competitiveness but also the, all the fun that you can possibly need in soccer so it's great it, to me it's it's great and if there's any way or any kind of league or system that we can create then i'm, I'm all for it man 
I'm all for it. I, I think that there's this this has legs, man. I think that this has the same way that beach soccer has competition, the way same way there's a five v five league and a seven v seven league. Mm-hmm. Actually, I have a friend that just got on the Mexican seven v seven league to represent Mexico in the, in the World Cup. Um, there's a lot of different kinds of leagues, and I could see the soccer tennis kind of having that ESPN ocho, but still having a strong little pull. Oh yeah, no, yeah. it's 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 one of those when you play it, you're hooked. And you're like, uh, when are we on again? Like, it's insanity how fast you can't yeah. wait to get back and on. I, make it a that. nice little circuit, like have a cool little tournament spot, expand yeah. it, make it you know uh, connect at a domestic and global level, dude. It would be having like these proper leagues, a 2v2 where you show up, you got your sweats on, representing your team, mm-hmm. your, your soccer team. I think but it's necessary. I think, it, yeah, yeah, court kings. I think it's necessary to have like a legitimate like establishment. Either it's a, like a court, like a park or something like that, or a place where you can like set up the nets and stuff like that. There was, we had that one um, IGTV that, I, that we did where it was after, it was like my, my last Tuesday night yeah, yeah. That, that I went to, uh, Omar let us set up the soccer tennis net in the back. We hung out outside till one o'clock in the morning and played soccer tennis like we hadn't just played for ninety minutes inside. You know, like we were yeah. still outside playing. We were I wouldn't say giving it our all, but we were definitely giving a shit about soccer tennis. It was fun. So, which I want to get to in one second. I want, I really want to uh, have a question regarding yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, go. But about soccer tennis and just kind of finishing. Um, uh, It'd be, what was I going to say about it? Holy shit. It's because now there's other conversations in my head. Um, it, it matters where, where you kick it, but as per, or it matters where you stand as per Che. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. And I, I, that literally, it clicked as I was going to make my comment about soccer fucking tennis. And then I just remembered, no, 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 this is a lot more interesting. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. so we play, this it, is good. It, it all depends when, when, if we play with certain rules. So, like, sometimes we play where it has to bounce on the serve. And then other times it doesn't, where you can just stand in front and you can fucking head smash the shit out of it <laughs> on a serve, right? Which makes it fun. It makes serving a little bit more yeah, hard. Pase noble, man. So, That's what we say in Spanish. Pase noble. So, every start has to be a noble start, noble pass. Yeah, yeah. So not, not in driveway. No, we went, we went crackhead pass. start. Like, so, you hit it. <laughs> so, go. you know, my brother's on his team and he has one of his teammates is up front and on the net. And he's like, dude. You're not even doing anything. Look where you are. You're, you're like, not up at the net. You're, you're not, not blocking the, net, the player. You're, you're standing nowhere. You're not doing anything. You realize <laughs> what a liability you are right now? Yeah. Do something, right? Like, do something constructive. Was he losing? Dude, it doesn't matter, dude. No, it didn't I mean, matter. Probably, if, if they served, like, two points and it got past, like, the dude that, up front, like, God forbid, like, you, like... Like if you didn't like do a diving header to block a to block a serve, you weren't giving it your all. Basically, it's it's basically where where my my brother's point is like I guess you, you people need to be yelled at when they play soccer, so especially soccer tennis. So you who, gotta give a fuck. Who's laying this on? Uh, this happened to be uh, Vinny, we'll see, Ra- Vinny. Ralph Ralph's son, Ralph's son, oh, yeah. Vinny. <laughs> a kid? Yeah, poor, like an eighteen-year-old. No, he's not a kid. He's a man, but he's. <laughs> He's a man. He doesn't, he, doesn't, he doesn't show up on Sunday mornings to get yelled at, dude. He just wants to play soccer tennis. He thought yeah. it was hilarious. He did, it didn't phase him at all. Yeah. How can it? Soccer tennis, you know. But let's, uh, let's move on. Let's move, let's move on. I would have just laughed at him, too. I would have yeah. looked at him and been like, 
No way, dude. Because you would you would have given a fuck. You would have been up there like up front, like you know what I mean. Yeah. But Europe, man. We were just talking about soccer all around. Not just Europe, but we'll just start with Europe right now because it just seems like every day there's soccer on. Today there was a really good game between um, Villa and Manchester City. I don't know if anybody watched it, but. What a game, dude. This game was end-to-end. There was, like, over 30 shots within the game. Uh, Bernardo Silva finally scored on, like, the 36th shot of the game. 36th shot of the game. Were they good shots? Yeah, dude. I mean, the keepers were making great saves. Uh, Both teams were creating. It was just – it was was phenomenal, dude. It was just a really, really good game. And uh, um, You just upset, though, that they ended up winning in what you would say is an offside. Uh, yeah, all right. So we had this debate for anybody listening um, who might have watched the Manchester City game. The defender was in an offside position when his teammate played the ball forward. The f- what? The forward it, was in The offside. forward or whoever, the, the attacking team, the team with the ball, had a guy that was offside. Yeah. Made uh, the pass. The pass, well, yeah, a, a ball came back, you know, and the defender, instead of clearing it, took it down off his chest. And as he took it down off of his chest, the player that was in an offside position came around in front of him, stole the ball, and then they went on a break and scored. Yeah. So to me, had the guy not been in an offside position, would not have been in that position, obviously, to steal the man, ball the from that player. Man, that has always been a long-standing rule. Uh, yeah, yes, yes, and no, yes, and no. Yes I don't know, no. man. I remember that since I was a kid. The fact that you're questioning it is making me question the knowledge that you have on the rules. Uh, if the defender has possession of the ball, all right, but then here, here, the person, all right, just so, doesn't matter. The guy true. could be on the offside. I remember, I remember there was people that would hide behind fucking the keeper, yeah. even, yeah, but he wasn't standing still, and he would go and steal it and shoot and score. But he wasn't standing still. Like this dude was like when the ball was coming towards them, he was moving back towards the ball, which to me implies that he was going towards the ball. Who, who was the ball going to? The the forward, the guy that was offsides. If the defender, if the ball went over the defender's head, if the ball went over the defender's head, the guy would have been offsides. So did. as soon as would the it, ball leaves, I, I feel like I feel like if you did the ball go, come off, I'm trying to, I'm watching it and I can't tell who the, the ball's coming off of. So it wasn't a pass played forward. It looked like it was more of a, a defensive clearance play that hit off of someone from Man City, like up in the air, and then Bernardo Silva basically pickpocketed that guy to to steal oh. it. I don't know. That's debatable. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm curious. What? Uh, it is questionable. Obviously, the goal is uh, good. And, yeah. But it's just. It's. I think it was almost like in. Huh. To to the letter of the law, he's probably he's obviously on sides. But I think in the in the grand schemes, or maybe like for sportsmanship, uh, I uh, to me I don't like it I, because if the defender had let the ball go, if he had missed his header, if he went up or just mistrapped it or went up the header or clear it and he missed it and it lands on the it gets to the forward, the forward is off sides. So if that if the dude is off sides, as soon as the guy kicks the ball, then he's off sides. He's offside. As soon as the ball is kicked, he's fucking offside. So the ref should raise his flag, and that and the play should be dead. Doesn't matter if the defender controls it or not. 
but I, I guess I'm wrong. But I would I would still get the red card, just like just like the the Villa coach got a red card because I would have lost my mind because the dude came from offside position when the ball was kicked. So that's just me. So, but more importantly, is that every time there's a match day and someone wins, there's a new league leader. I think there's been three yeah. different league leaders in the last two days. There was first it was United, yesterday was Leicester, and then today was Manchester City. I think is on top, right? With that win today, I think United. they went they went clear. No, you or United won again, so now they went back up time. So now there's been four different lead changes in the last three days. So I think it's crazy. I think it's wonderful that everybody is actually really close. Yeah, and City's got a game in hand, no? They got yeah. two games in hand. I thought. No, one, one, just one, one, game. one, one, yeah. Right. Which so nice, now, yeah. It's it's a tight, it's a tight group. Yeah, because uh, by this the, time last year, I think Liverpool was like nineteen points up on everybody. Yeah, and I think they said that last year Man United had reached forty points, <laughs> or something like that. I think they heard them say that today they ended up getting the equivalent of what they got last season. Maybe all, I heard all that wrong. of last season. Maybe I got that wrong. Yeah, that would be insane. But I believe it. But yeah, they had a really bad season, so it's. I'm not gonna. I don't want to call BS on that because it could be. But, but yeah, uh, it's it's nice. It's nice the leagues are closer. Uh, but you know, the people are gonna sleep on City. Uh, I know no, no one's really talking about them. No one's favoring them. Even but better I, for City. I think they've gone like thirteen games unbeaten or something like that. I don't. I don't remember what the record is, but they're like. They're just cruising along, like little by little, just like winning every game, and just they're gonna be up there. They're gonna be up there. No, I've been watching them. They've been finding their form. Like uh, they started off real slow, real like they hadn't clicked yet as a team, and now it looks like a nice Guardiola offensive pushing forward team. And mm-hmm. uh, what he's done with the forwards is pretty impressive. Pushing Raheem Sterling up there, and then having Kevin in there feeling comfortable. It's, it, it's nice. It's really, playing. it's really nice how you and Kevin on a first name basis. Yeah, no, you and Kevin are such good friends. What could I say? But I'll tell you what, Bernardo scored a ridiculous goal today, man. That 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 shot was just gorgeous. It was such a nice goal. Silva's it's good. Bernardo Silva. So yeah, no, that guy, that guy is awesome, man. There's a reason why he won like best player of the tournament or something like that. Uh, think, when, recently, you think Portugal should be like a team to be like feared? I think this players. is the best team they've had in a super long time. Right. Right now, right now, this is like one of the best teams they've had in a long – there's talent. It's more than just like, oh, there's two or three really good players. Yeah. There's like – there's a lot of talent now. Hyped was when Nani was playing. Right. And then – but even then, they're better now than when Nani was I, I think so. There's so much more um, – there's more depth. There, there's spread out more of the talent, right? Mm. As Joao Felix, you got – yeah, uh, Bruno Fernandez. There's, there's pretty good players there. Bruno's really good, huh? Bruno Fernandez. Bruno Fernandez? He's doing he, all right, he's man. Handsome, he's been, man. I mean, he's four, four. I mean, don't get me wrong. Maybe they skewed it, but four, four uh, Premier League uh, player of the month yeah. out of the last ten, and he's the only player that's ever done that. Wow, really? I mean, he creates a lot of chances, and he is really good. I mean, I watched him play, and the dude is talented. So yeah. 
I, I, I was surprised. I didn't think that he would have as big of an impact as he's having at Manchester. I think most people didn't think that. But but he's doing he's doing incredible. Even and, then, uh, people. I think some people still maybe are not talking much about him. If you listen to other like podcasts, he's not a name that come up that yeah. comes up often. Outside of oh, he scored a PK or it's because they don't know what they're talking about. Score, but the, I think the guy moves well in the field. I think United really. Uh, I think he connects United. That was the what that was their purchase, man. That that purchase really catapulted Solskjaer. Look at him I, now. I can't. I can't believe United, especially with the defense that they have, because literally <laughs> man, their, their defense really does yeah, what's, suck, what's, man. What's they're going to say when wins a EPL if, you, if, you, if they win it this season. I, then I would. I would really question the quality of the EPL. I really would, man, because I just. <laughs> I can't fathom that, dude. I, I just. I. I when you goal, think of a team that wins the league, even not just offensively, offensively, defense all around, they're just. It's like a powerhouse everywhere. Like you can't break them down. They score goals whenever you give them a chance. Yeah, they're yeah. playing the. If we, if they, they score two, we just got to score three. Like, like that's Maguire. the mentality. Yeah, I, I know Maguire because he's terrible. And the other one, I don't even remember who. The who other was. one. There's there's the Shaw, other one. The Shaw that's left back, and then playing in the middle next to um, Maguire, Maguire. is uh, Bailey. Uh, oh Bailly. yeah, 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 Bailey. Uh, yeah, Bailey. <laughs> Bye, uh, bye, you, you bye, 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 <laughs> bye. Okay. and then they got a uh, Juan Pasaka, Juan, not oh, Juan like the Hispanic Juan, <laughs> Juan Pasaka. So who's actually very good right back? So I uh, actually, I like him at the right back, and they moved him from more of a, he used to be more offensive. Yeah, that was when, a, he, was, when he was at Crystal Palace, uh, more of like a wing back. Yeah. But and Shah, I, I'm telling you. It's funny because I see myself in him a little bit because he's a little like barrel chested and, and he's not that tall. So I was always like, I could relate to that. I was like, how Mourinho was like, this guy's out of shape. Look at him. And he was like, I think one of his celebrations one time, he's like, he showed his six pack. And I was like, yeah, he's like, he's thick. And he's yeah, he's stouty. just thick. Yeah. Stocky. Yeah. Stocky little dude. But he's, he's doing all right. I, I prefer him over Robertson. Robertson just, he's, he upsets me. I think okay. Robertson is at least better than Trent. Trent, I think, man for man sucks. I think yeah, man no, for man marking, no. I don't think Trent is good at all. But that's just me. I mean, I I, I don't – Liverpool don't look like Liverpool of old. Uh, I don't – they don't – of old, of last year. They, yeah. They really don't look like – like I mean, but you know, they're missing one of the best defenders in the world. And I think this last game they played, Henderson was playing fucking center back, and that's – that's got to be a nightmare for any team, you know? Jesus. But enough about the EPL. All right, let's move on. Um, Serie A. Let's just throw – let's just pick the Serie A. So, Milan. You can't talk enough about Milan, man. Saltan is on fucking fuego. We just have a new – was it – no, it wasn't Coppa Italia, right? It was a Super Cup champion. The Super, Super Cup, Cup was, was today. today. So, Super Cup is the winner of the league versus the FA Cup uh, against the domestic cup winner. Yeah. So the Coppa, the Italia. Coppa Italia. So uh, Juventus smashed Napoli today. They played. Mm-hmm. They were like a different team from the team that got their ass kicked by Inter. Let's talk about Inter. Oh my god! Since we're here, Inter. There's a ro- roller coaster team. <laughs> roller coaster <laughs> Inter. We got to talk about Inter because uh, our our resident Inter fan. We got to talk about them. But like, we didn't have to. I didn't bring it up. I yeah. I, but you have course. to. They played you. Yeah. Inter Juve is a huge game. Inter Juve is what the the what the the uh, Derby the Italia whatever uh, Derby the Derby Italia. Italia. So 
they looked they looked incredible. If Inter played like this normally as they're supposed to play on paper with the talent they have, we'd still be in the Champions League. Hands down. We'd still be in the Champions League. We'd be putting goals away, we'd be leaking less, and then he'd actually be moving the ball through the midfield. Uh, this was the best I've seen him play all year. What do you think was the biggest factor? For that? Of that they, game. They actually played to their potential. So, like, the problem with Inter is they've been making a lot of mistakes. And in this game, they weren't. They were, like, from defense to mid. The transition, they're getting out, their break, they were quick and actually going down on the break and, and putting Juve under pressure. And as soon as Juve got the ball... They closed right in, stole it back, and then put them under pressure again. And it was just cycling through that way. And um, Juve just wasn't getting back defensively, especially on um, their left flank, where Fra Balta, this poor guy, had to play, where he hasn't been playing for Juve. And Barella and Hakimi is just freaking just coming at him like full, full steam and just kept putting him under pressure. But Brozovic was finally playing extremely well. He's the link-up man. Vidal. And he didn't. And Vidal finally had a really. I was going to ask that's you what about I, what you felt when you saw Vidal play in that well, game. Well, this is what. So I'm under the thing is obviously Vidal's a very good player. I mean, you know Vidal's name. Like he he didn't gain his. Um, yeah, you don't play at the best teams in the world. He's he's not nobody, but he hasn't been playing to what when you what you expect from Vidal. He played like Vidal in that game. So you had Vidal playing well. Yeah, Brozovic just. Right now, um, Conte's big thing is he doesn't have a replacement for him. So when Brozovic is hurt, there's no one that plays that position. He's trying to actually say, Erickson, can you do it? I'll let you play there. But he did it in the Coppa Italia, and Erickson was just – well, they, nobody was in, on the field. Um, <laughs> he, he didn't do anything. He didn't stop anybody. He didn't play that pass out. So if you look at when they show kilometers covered after every round in Serie A, mm -hmm. Brozovic is always number one. If not, maybe number two, depending on, you know, who they played. But that's how much he covers on a field and he works. So he's that big number six. And when he plays well, the whole team plays well. He hasn't been playing well. And Barella is just, that dude is incredible. And Hakimi's is on fire. He can't, like, miss. He's scoring goals. He's, he's getting more confident. And we're seeing why they got him. And Lukaku is just, he's a monster right now. He's just getting better and better as time goes on. If Martinez can score a goal again, Martinez is doing everything right except yeah, the shot. Like yeah, everything he's, he's before that, phenomenal. He's taking on two, three defenders. He's got speed. He's doing everything. He's in the right place. And for some reason, he just can't find his goal. But mm. that's fine. He's creating the chances. But next week, Inter will probably lose to whoever they play and play. You know, that's the problem. If, we'll <laughs> see. If they can keep this, this is – if they play like that, they're an, I'll say they're a Scudetto contender if they play like they did against Juve. Who has the harder next game, next set of games in the next uh, three to five weeks? Professionals playing professionals, isn't it? They all have. Nah, I'm saying Milan. Who? How many of the top six are they going to be playing in the next three weeks? In the next well, five weeks? I'll let Paulo look that. I'll let I'll let Paulo look that up while I ask you a question. So I don't know. I know you try to follow as much soccer as possible, and I don't know yeah. if you caught the Inter versus Juve game or if you watched the Juve Napoli game today, but I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you a question: Juve and Pirlo. How would you grade Pirlo right now? Grade him, like grade him, grade him. You are our professor, you know. Do you <laughs> think? Do you think Pirlo's doing a good job or what? 
because I mean, uh, you're a very tactical person, so I want to. I always want to ask you these questions. Yeah, I think that uh, I'd probably rate him like a high B right now. You're low. Maybe a mid B. Maybe a mid B really? because look how low he is on the um, um, in the Serie A table comparatively. Yeah, he's yeah. like in fifth. But you think he's like in game management? You think he has the ability to hype look up at the him. team? I think that you think he's he has resounding the right... with the team a bit. I mean, they're 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 looking when when they're threatening his his vision of what he wants the team to do. They're not able to do it often. But whenever they kind of are able to click for a little bit, um, the longer that they're going to have those spurts, the more badass they're going to be. Because yep. so, they'll, they'll play super nice for like eight minutes and then oh, it'll break down and you know, then they start kind of playing a little shittier. Um, but I think that if he could get more of those eight minutes to like 20, 25 minutes chunks, Juve uh, will be a pretty solid team, and I'd I'd, I'd be excited because I I've been questioning Pirlo for a while, and even then I think a few it was like a month and a half ago, two months ago I was laughing like I had this guy look at him, but I think he's come around. What do you yeah. guys think? Uh, I mean, personally, I think his in-game management is a little suspect still, and I think he's and, and I'm this is not my quote. I'm going to take this from our boy Tony Fuscuso. He, uh, he said this, uh, Pirlo is the first Italian coach that doesn't know how to coach defense. I mean, Juventus bleed goals. I mean, today was the first time I think they've had a shutout in forever. I don't remember the last and time. And a lucky shutout because PK and I think Chesney was on. He looked incredible today. Yeah, yeah. Chesney, Chesney made like some amazing saves. Chesney made two great saves. The header save that he made early yeah. on in the first yeah. half was insane. But – and I think I think Tony was a little. I think he was right. I think uh, a part of it is not Pirlo's fault because uh, Bonucci is old, Chiellini is very old, old. Frabrotta is just new, and they don't really have a right back. I mean, Quadrado. Quadrado is the only guy that's. He's like in know. and out of COVID, like every other month. Yeah, but like that. he came back today and he was incredible. Like exactly, exactly. He's the so, only guy. But Ramsey no, and Rabiot are. Give him no, nothing. No, he's no, much no. better off with McKenny and even Arthur. Like he, yeah. he's those guys, they come in with so much more intensity. And Rabiot and Ramsey were supposed to be this midfield buys that were supposed to give him like creativity and better quality. And he's really doesn't he's, have that. Like I'm saying, look, he'll have small stunts, but if if he doesn't let these guys play on a field, when are they ever going to click or grow? They right. they can't get that click if they're doing it on the training field. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, you could play in a squad game, but it's not anywhere. Yeah. Especially, they lo- I can't believe that. they lost to Fiorentina. So I yeah, think, that, yeah, I mean, I saw that game against Fiorentina too. Yeah, uh, well, Fiorentina they're... suck, dude. They suck really bad. Really yeah, bad. Like, uh, Fiorentina were just up for it that day. I think. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. The, it was their day. Yeah, it happens every now and then. I mean, look, look at yeah. these teams that have incredible days. I just I love my boy Slatan, and I hope I hope Milan just. For the sake of Serie A and for Slatan's legacy, I just I hope Milan win it. I hope Milan win it, man. I, I really do. I just I hope they can just continue cruising, beat the you know have a couple key wins at the top of the table, and then just beat everyone else that they need. They got to beat they got a, they got a good um, lineup of games coming up. Actually, and you know, and they seem to they they're, seem to they're, they're, they seem they to bought, get results. They, Mandzukic. Mm-hmm. they ended up getting that uh, midfielder. Uh, I forgot his name. Tomiso. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, from um, that, the other team, Torino. 
Yeah, that's what he said. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah they, uh, those are two nice pickups, man. So far, those Zuzukic are like the only. Get you, let's say in in fifteen games, Mandzukic will get you seven to eight goals. That'd be that'd be huge. Mandzukic, even without getting goals, what he does. Yeah, no, as I mean, a support striker is incredible. Like, he doesn't quit. And look, oh, at, look at his reputation. If he comes back as he left, he was, right? When Mandzukic was playing with Bayern, he did really well against Italian teams. Yeah. So put him into an Italian league. He's going he's gonna he, to... He he's already experienced the time he spent at <laughs> Juve. <laughs> he's going to do some damage. He's, he's good, man. They just say the mentality is right. So he brings the same mentality as Zlatan. Uh, uh, so it just continues. The new guy, I don't know how to pronounce it, Hauge? Uh, Hague. Uh, yeah. Hague. He's yeah. great. So they just, I, I was watching Tiki Taka and they were saying like, Milan is is playing above their expected potential, but they're playing like very well. Um, so they're doing better than they expected. Um, so can they, if they hold on, can they hold on to it, right? Because they're playing better. I think they're starting to show that they're not just playing above expectations. This is their... This is how they're going to play because they, they it's been enough games now that it's not just a fluke. It's not just a, a run, a series of runs. They're contain. They were, I thought Cagliari might've been a stumble block because they had, you know, their COVID cases and they, not they even, cruised. Not even that game. Kessie in the middle, man. Those two Kessie are, has they, been they big. Play, they, they, both of them play really nice. I, I don't know if there are a couple injuries away from trouble just because their bench isn't deep mm. but if if nothing arises for them they're gonna I be think, tough to catch up to i think the only person they wouldn't be able to replace i, th- I think in that team would be kessie to me that's that dude is like a, the engine in that center midfield yeah i mean tonali is great but you need that the, you need no that he's not in the middle tonali's still trying to find work. his legs there um for consistent yeah. kessie's been consistently good game all right game Let's, we yeah. blew the study. We blew the study out long enough. Let's move on to La Liga because uh, this this league is. I mean, with Barcelona just crumbling. I, I mean, they're still up there, obviously, in the table, but they're not the Barcelona that you're used to seeing. Uh, I feel like they don't have one defender. I don't know how they play soccer with no defenders. Uh, <laughs> thank God they have Ter Stegen because the dude is incredible, and they have Messi, obviously. So, but uh, you have Atletico up at the top of the table, which is nice to see them. I love seeing Simeone up there. But they're top of the table with like two games in hand or something like that. Yeah, they are. But they're not like a lot of points ahead. But if they win those two games in hand. Then they are. You think Cohen looks like an ass considering he's still Suarez? Yes. Didn't I say this when when I heard that he was selling them and I lost my mind and I wanted Cohen out? Because he is rejuvenated, that 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 Look at Atletico that, team. Atletico is getting some bangers in. Yeah, they I look think good. What a partnership with with uh, Suarez and. Felix. Look at all those like like uh, you see that team is like the, the the other side of Pepe as forwards. You got like Suarez the biter, and you got Diego Costa the throat grabber. Well, Costa's gone, Costa now, left, right? right? So they 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 canceled well, his contract. There, yeah. So they're, I think Monaco is thinking about picking him up. Who knows? We'll see. But. Um, uh, Messi got his first red card for Barcelona. Now that was Solid. hard to believe, actually, that that was his first red card because I've seen him get red before, but I guess it was for Argentina. So he's. Uh, well, I think it was because it, it was uh, it was Did an I? aggressive play yeah. for a red. It wasn't like he tri- went for the ball but clipped the guy from behind, and it is what and it is. That, so, yeah, something like that doesn't stem from the game. Something like that stems from 
like weeks of him just being frustrated. Yeah, that's been the talk now. Is he frustrated? I think clearly. Yeah, but these guys have to talk. They must talk so much. All right, here you are. You're the athletic club, athletic club of Bilbao. Bilbao. All right. Now, this one has a TH. That one does You can do the athletic <laughs> part, all right? It is. It's so, athletic, Bilbao. So the, but they scored some nice goals. Um, the, the winner, that, that shot from the, from the corner was insane. So I give that dude, I give that dude a lot of credit. It was a nice goal. Um, and they played great, man. They played a good game, especially to come back from behind. But they were playing, like, ugly soccer, right? Like, they were hacking Frankie de Jong every time he got the ball. Did you see that? Like, every time he got him, they were just yeah, hacking him. They were just trying to stop him from creating. Did you stop know the Bilbao's team at all? No, no. I see part, part of Spain, and they're in Basque country. So Athletic Bilbao and in, in Barcelona are near each other, near like the French border. So, um, but the, that part of like Basque soccer, Athletic Bilbao played real physical. It's always been that they're, they're, they're stopped. Yeah, they're a choppy team. They come in, they're kind of like the, the brute force kind of uh, team. Hmm. So I, I've never, I mean, that's just kind of how I've known them. Well, they look like it. They definitely enforced some, some ass kicking that day. Dude. Yeah, but it's not like they don't know what to expect. Barcelona. So if you know that they're going to come in sliding high, you, you adjust your game a bit. And you would say Coleman's not got putting the right mentality in, in his players know. to get them ready. Yeah, you, but usually it's Barcelona that's dishing out. Usually it's Barcelona getting the calls. Usually it's Barcelona, the one that are like, you know, the instigators, the people that are getting under your skin. But this time it was like... Rose are reverse, man. And I just, you know what? I, I, at first, I, I like Coleman. I think I thought he was a good coach. I still think he's a good coach. You have to be a good coach to be considered a coach Barcelona, I'd imagine. But maybe he's just not the right coach for Barcelona, right? I mean, you've, it's stupid to get rid of Suarez, too. I think that was the dumbest move ever. Just one of the greatest number nines we've seen in the last decade. Dude's yeah. insane. Yeah, talk, talk well, it was stupid to get rid of without a replacement coming in. It's one thing if he was like, this guy's coming in, so oh. I got to get rid of someone. He's on high wages. Like, at least there's a little bit of thought there. But you got Griezmann, right? dude. You got Griezmann. You got Fati. You have – is Coutinho there? He is, yeah, no, you got, I don't even know what Coutinho Brent is. or something like that. The guy that was like, I'm here now or something like that. Oh, know? yeah, Braidwith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember, to be that, honest, dude? to be honest, I remember putting on a game. I was like, oh, the Barcelona game's on. And I was like, oh, I must have put on, like, the U23 one. I must have picked the wrong – like, I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> And never he works hard, him. though, dude. He works hard, that dude. He's fast, dude. Yeah, but you're a forward at the end of the day. So, yeah, what's essentially, um, Barcelona, they're terrible, man. Yeah. Terrible. Re- Re- Real's in the same boat. Yeah, Real, they don't look that great either. Real's, Real's not too far behind, man. They are just there's, just, there's just no consistency anymore, you know. And, and obviously, not obviously, but you guys might argue that it's from all, it's from this soccer saturation playing every three days. These guys can't play at the level that they're used to playing. They're not getting the rest that they need. Guys like Modric, Cruz, Casemiro, Ramos, all of these older guys that could use another day of rest are not getting it, so they're not playing at their level. So, But the the other teams are playing just as much, so what's the excuse? You know, these guys, these are supposed to be some of the best players in the world. So, uh, Real Madrid, are, they're no Galacticos, that's for sure. No Galacticos. Dude, I don't see a Nike commercial coming there. No, they didn't even buy anyone this past year, man. 
any by anyone in the summer, not one player. And now they're talking about loaning uh, Hazard to Fenerbahce. Well, that yeah, they got to try to get that guy just back into the swing of things because this guy hasn't played in like a yeah. year. And a half. I think they watch said out, he's played for four Fenerbahce, games. Dude. Watch out for Fenerbahce. <laughs> he's injured. He's like, but Fenerbahce also picked up um, Ozil. Ozil. Yeah, I know that's my that's my point. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Ozil and they get Hazard. They they might be incredible. Yeah, Champions, Champions League contenders. League, uh, I know. That's a Champions League far advancing team. But just like, like again, just another example. Real Madrid. They got this kid Jovic, twenty year old, twenty one year old kid, sitting on a bench, not playing, not doing anything. Scored twenty one goals for Frankfurt the year before. Goes back to Frankfurt on loan. Gets subbed in in the sixty fifth minute. Scores two goals and they win two one. I mean, it's like you can't write this. Daniel, shit. I, I start questioning a little bit the German defense as a whole in the league because there's a lot of players that come out goal scoring some a lot of goals throughout mm-hmm. the entire league, mm-hmm. and some show that they're worth it, some don't. But I mean, it's been happening a lot. Yeah, like lately, there's been some. I mean, what what I Holland, noticed is Holland really that the the best center forward around scoring. Well, is, is Timo Werner really not good enough, or just hasn't? <laughs> yeah, well, all right. So here's Havertz. So if you Havertz. watch if you watch the German league and you watch the Spanish league, the biggest difference is, is like where the goals come from. So a lot of the a lot of the a lot of the German goals, like Holland, um, Werner, these guys, Jovic. They all started their break from like half field. So it's a lot of like fast breaks, one-on-ones, two-on-ones from half field, like running at like the last line of defense. When you get to La Liga, you got 10 dudes at the top of the 18 that you have to try (laughs) to figure out how to pass around. Yeah. And you can't because I'd say the same with Serie A. Because the the break yeah. isn't as fast. You're not you're not you're not counterattacking like you would in the EPL or in the German league. You're you're passing the ball, playing soccer, and trying to build the play up. Obviously, there's counterattacking, but the teams are know it's going to happen, so the defense sits back more because they know that if there's less space behind them, it's harder to break them down, right? So I think to your point, yes, the defense is a little bit more suspect in, in Germany, but I think it's because in Germany they just play a higher line, and these guys are able to run in behind them and kill them. And since we're talking about the German league, there's yeah. not much to talk about. Bayern's going to fucking win it again. I don't give a shit. Away with it, right? it doesn't matter how good any other team is or how well they are. It doesn't matter fucking how many goals they score. Bayern are still going to be at the top. They won't win the double, the domestic double, but they're going to be at the top. Yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of teams crashing out of their, uh, their local cup. The domestic you think cup, yeah. Domestic cup. You think someone's going to, you know what, this is the one that we care least about. Yeah, they look, you know, I would say that, but they all, they look pissed at the loss yeah especially when you're losing in overtime and pks if you're gonna lose lose in regulation why yeah, i mean like, extend, it, why what was it? It? real madrid it was a league two team right it was a, it was a b division team for yeah bayern, bayern too bayern and, two and bayern second, bayern lost to a second division team dude and if you guys watched the pks the pks were wonderful i mean that second division team took pks like like they were like they've been to a champions league final like four out of the last five times like the coolest can be, even the winning PK was like straight down the middle, like pass, like on the ground, right down. The dude had no fear whatsoever. It was awesome. So, I didn't see but, 
But so that's it. I mean, I think we basically covered all the most important parts about Europe. I can't wait for Champions League to start. Who knows when that's going to fucking happen? February. Yeah, February. 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 That'd be nice. Yeah. So, it's like the fifth or something like that. Uh, that first Tuesday. So uh, just quickly moving on, we could talk about so there's some Americans doing American things. You know, uh, there's no do- defense anymore apparently. Uh, yeah, that's true. We were, we were, we were speaking of, um, McKinney and Juventus. Yeah. He looks good. Do you think that McKinney playing is vital to Juventus's success? Right now? Right now, when he comes in, I was more worried at Inter when he came on than when they were playing without him. Cause I'm like, this kid's going to run now. Whereas Ramsey and Rob are literally walking and we're cruising around them, and this kid's going to come in like he's always ready when he comes on. I was going to say, uh, I like Juventus more with McKinney on. Yeah, which is strange to say. It but is. I remember saying, thinking like, yeah, maybe the two... Uh, I'm going to say something. I, I read something recently. Up in weight, but he seems like he was punching on par. Juve's got a guy that they're trying to offload, and they have all these issues with their midfielders. Let's remove McKinney from, I think, because I think he's, he's playing well. Uh, Kidira. They still have him. Have he? Because he he was loan. They said they or they got rid of him. Like they spend so much, like he's not playing anymore. And Kadira wanted to stay and play. And what do they need now? A guy that can actually hold the ball and distribute. And none of these guys are doing it. A lot of them have him. That's too bad. They got so many midfielders. Yeah, but um, I don't hear much from Gio as much anymore. And we, he's not like making headlines. Doesn't call you anymore. Anymore. Yeah, you know, and I'm really pissed that I don't hear from him anymore, man. Really pissed. We used to be best friends. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, Gio, Gio, everyone thinks that Gio is probably the brightest talent of all the, the latest Americans. Yeah. Uh, when you watch him play, he definitely looks like he is the real, the real deal. But, um, I mean... Well, that's he's saying gonna, something already. I mean, what, what do you he's want? He's got to get out of it. He's got. He's he has to leave. I think he has to leave. Find another team. Probably, you think? Right? Yeah. No. Where do you, Where do you think he fits best? Then he's never going to win anything, though. He'll never win it. Great games a couple weeks back. Yeah, he's not. He's not. Having he was the talk of the town. It's not like oh my god, he sucks now. But yeah. he was in the news like every day. Like every day, he was like, oh, Christian. You know, hardest to make in the news every day. You have to have a year like Tiro Mobley last year. Right, scoring thirty three goals in a season, which is almost you know, it, it is impressive. He what got up? talked about every day. You expect you- talked about every day. Kevin De Bruyne doesn't even get talked about every day. Kevin, yeah, that's the that's the trade, by the way. I'm, uh, so Kevin De Bruyne is going to go to Milan. It's going to be awesome. Everyone's going to love it. And then Gio is going to go to City and take. Do you, I, I, I would disagree. <laughs> he likes that one. He likes I, that one. I would disagree that everyone would love De Bruyne at Milan. I mean, an Inter fan would obviously. Not I would like absolutely that one. not like it at all. But that would be awesome. a wonderful. That, that would, would be a be wonderful. Terrible. I, I, I hope my boy De Jong ends up in Italy somewhere. Man, I love that dude. To me, I'm hoping slowly but surely more players just keep going Italy. Uh, Aston Villa. I saw how angry you got at. Vast- at the city goal, I, could, I I literally thought, look how much he's scratching for that uh, that one McGraylish kid. I love Graylish too. McGraylish, I like that he deserved it. McGraylish, I like that. Saw the play. That's dude. That, there's no speculation about how that's not a goal. I saw the play, and I realized, you know what? He's having an emotional rift. 
Yeah. You know, he's having to, you know, swallow the pill that his boy Graylish. Just- <laughs> no, that's not why. I put myself in that situation as the manager, right? Like, if that happened to me, if that happened to you, would you oh be pissed? If your team got scored on like, like that. My defender not, I would have blamed the defender and been like, that guy, no. why did he not know? Stupid ass defender. First thing you do, you fucking look around and see what's going on. Probably. Probably. Like, just like that, too. Just. Yeah. Yeah. No, that would you, be me. Glances, would... You go here, here. You, you move your head like you know, three I, I, Jokes aside on that. Well, I don't think you're actually joking. You're, you're serious about this. Why, Frank, I see it on Tuesday night. Anybody playing defense? Because I expect it out of midfielders. Our, all of our players that we know that are really good on our team that are midfielders, guys can really hold the ball. Their, their heads are always like, they're looking everywhere. They know everything that's going on. Defensive-wise, and I see it even over 30, it's like you never see checks left, right, on a lot of people. So they never know that you have to yell out, there's a guy on your right wide, like on the line. He's going to cut behind you, whatever. And then you get, if you get a forward like Che, guys that just, they sit behind you and just make you kind of crisscross your neck. Um, so if you're not watching, then they're like, oh, we got scored on. Like, yeah, yeah, he's been there the whole time. Uh <laughs> So that that defender, it's surprising he didn't know anybody was behind him. But I don't know that play. The play, play I, I saw it really quick, so, I'm, so I can't really. I saw it and like, I, could, enough, should, I think that, I think our good. bench, our over thirty team, our bench would have lost their goddamn minds. Yeah. If that play happened against us. Yeah. They would have lost it. Oh, they would have lost it. Yeah. What is it? Why did you let them? I would have. I would. I would have. I would have. I would have been on the field. Yelling at the ref, top of my lungs. Yelling at the, telling the linesman he was a stupid asshole. Yeah, I would have gotten a red so card. I would have gotten a straight red, like instantly, instantly. You would have walked I, up I, and I grabbed the red yourself. I would have had to you. been dragged off of that field because I would have lost my goddamn mind. I would have. I would have the player. As the coach. Probably. Pro- and you, oh you would have been right. But at the same time, I, I, you're not I, doing I anybody justice by you getting kicked out of the game. Yeah, Let's just no. say that after that, you know what they needed is a coach that could then say, "Okay, guys, right, come on, shake it off. Let's get the next one." So now yeah. you team that you getting a red card is a, like a triple disservice. It so is, but I have to fight for my right to party, though. You know. <laughs> and then on top of that, you've also left them without any sort of guidance. Right. Take it from Tito, who. What confrontational man. That was pro- that's, that was professional. That's right. professional. Let's let's get, let's get back to Americans. Let's get back to Americans. Let's get back to there's some Americans playing American things. Yeah, there's some Americans here. I think uh, I don't know how you guys feel about Pulisic, but he tries too hard. He tries to wait. He try, every time he gets the ball, he's like, "I'm all for if you're on the offensive third, take on players." But he does it every time to the point where, like, it becomes obvious what he's going to do, and he just—he's just—he tries too so hard. So you think he's going to—he's going to be found out, and then he's, he's going to be less effective. Out. I think he's already found. I mean, he's very, very talented, and to me, he's still the best American that we have. You just said Reyna was. No, 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 no. I said he could be. People perceive him to be the best and probably the brightest future, but. Personally, skill-wise, I think Pulisic is still the best player that we have, and he does pretty good. He does. He does pretty good. But just, he's not helping Chelsea though. He's not scoring goals. He's not doing what he's supposed to be doing. He's not. 
No, Chelsea was terrible. I think that when you're talking about coaches coming back and coaching the team they played on, I think that Pirlo has a better move with Juventus than what, che- what Lampard has at Chelsea. Because that, that Chelsea team looked terrible. When they're lost this past weekend? I would agree with uh, Chelsea. I'm, I'm on, on the uncertain with Pirlo. And it's not because of Juve. It, they, don't, they don't look as scary as they always did. Pirlo just doesn't have that fight. Like, he doesn't look like he's going to yell at his players. He doesn't look like he's going to like... Oh, I do. I think he's figuring it out. I don't know. I think he's trying to figure it out. But as of right now, he's not... It doesn't look it. And every Juve fan is not... From doesn't what I hear from them, they don't seem happy. Morris, going to Swansea City. <laughs> we got arguably one of... Uh, definitely the best American in the MLS playing. Uh, he's been outstanding for Seattle. He's finally getting his move abroad. Looks like he's going to sign for Swansea on loan for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, Swansea are in second place right now. They're going to lose a couple key players because they're doing so well that they're going to lose whoever they had on loan are going to go back and whoever was good is going to get bought. So they're going to be struggling to stay in that second place position. And if he can come in and score a handful of goals and keep them up there and maybe help them get promoted, that would be pretty awesome. Do you that would think be pretty awesome for him. They're in, they're in the championship, right? Yep. Do you think then it's better for him to be playing in the championship in England than MLS in the U.S.? Uh, Tito, do you want to answer that? No, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm, I'm listening because I, I, I'm going to tell you my thoughts in a second. Well, I... The, the championship is a lot. Uh, the championship is a lot faster than the MLS. Um, do I think he'll develop and become a better soccer player? No. Do I think he'll develop better in the MLS? No. <laughs> I just think that it that league plays to his strengths. He's fast. Which which one? Uh, championship. Yeah the championship plays to his strengths. He's fast. He's strong. He's direct. Um, this is, this is, and I think, and I think he'll do well. I mean, if he, if he's out on that right wing doing the things that he's been doing for the last two years. So you think he's going to get better exposure through, cause it suits him and he might get better exposure. I think, doing it there. I think he'll see a different level of competition and raise his bar. So but, he can, he will improve. Uh, your point of, you don't think he'll get better. Uh okay yeah he's got the potential right, yeah. to improve based on that yeah. he'll improve because he'll he'll need to improve but he's not going to improve because he's going to be surrounded by excellent talent mm. like I McKinney at Juventus his you know move I mean? isn't what's bothersome because I think he did step up mm-hmm. playing MLS Seattle versus Championship Swansea Swansea has been in the EPL has been a bounce out in and out a couple of times yeah it's a big club it's not like so it's not like yeah. a small club right. But in the position that it's at, I would have rather seen Morris go to like a Rangers cool. or something like that because they're Champions, Champions League soccer, first division. His, expo- his experience he would have gained would have been stronger. Better there than having a fight. And don't get me wrong, it's going to build character coming out of that fight. Maybe some team will look, notice him. But if Swansea don't get promoted... They're going to say, okay, well, what did this guy deliver? And they'll put hard numbers on him. And it's never easy to adapt to a new team. Aside from Bruno Fernandes, who apparently was able to do it really easy on a January window. Yeah, to yeah. adapt within a January window in a, in a team that's going to have a certain Yeah, look at Ericsson. 
I'm serious, yeah. Jordan Morris has gone through the Seattle system the entire time. He only yeah. knows that system. So now he's going to a championship, which is a step up in terms of intensity. Mm-hmm. And, and I hope he does well. I do. But I, yeah. I'm, I like the guy. But I would have, I, I think that that move may not have played to a certain, because he's 26. You said, oh, he's still young. To be honest, that, that 26 move, you think he's going to get paid a bit bigger? At 28 in two years from now? He's going to be at 28 now. He has to, yeah. He's going to have to do some incredible things to, I think, gain what he could have done in another place. Right. Uh, that's a good point. I'm not, I'm not comparing him to Zidane, obviously. But no, Zidane made his no, that's move. That's good. Zidane made his move to Juventus <laughs> at 28. And before that, I had never heard of him before in my life. So, and then at like 29, Zidane became like the best player in the world. So, like, I, I'm, I think there's, I think, th- so. I still think what I'm saying is like, I know, I still think there's room for him to improve. Age is just the numbers, what you're trying to, but no, but at 26 is a sweet spot. You know what I mean? Like, you, you learn, you may not be getting faster, but you get a little bit smarter. You I like may, to be back may, at 26. You know, I, I think I think he'll 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 become a smarter soccer player, hopefully, and, and do better. I think it's a bigger blow for Seattle and the MLS to not have him in the league. I think that's that's what that's what concerns me. Is that uh, it's a give and take there, right? Is that he left? Is that he left? The national team, though. Because right. he's going to go back to the national team with international, and maybe that, maybe that was part of his move. Maybe he sees that a lot of like the a lot of the U.S. men's national team now, the set team, is all foreign-based players. You know, mm-hmm. it's your it's your McKinney, your Adams, your Pulisic, your your Geo, your your Brooks, your who's the goalie for Manchester City? That dude. Mm-hmm. Um, they're all foreign-based players now, so I think maybe he feels the need to be abroad in but, order but to why, maintain. But why his second division England when he could have? I think that he could have. He could have been first division in a lot of leagues. Holland, first division England. Uh, uh, is it first division uh, Germany? Well, even, even a lower-tabled first division team in in, a, in a, one of the top fives, right? Yeah. I think. I think. I for- think Portugal gets left out a lot, and I think. Porch, the the Liga Nos develops players tactically yeah. very well too. Yeah, they do. They, they have, but maybe that's why. Maybe he's not. Maybe he's not good but enough he's not, to go he's top not four teams. He's more of the in your face, going fast, trying to go behind. So he went. Maybe that's where so, yeah. the league suits him. And I hope Swansea does get promoted. But for them to the, the people that they've lost and him try to replace a bunch of those goals. I mean, how many goals did he have this past season? It wasn't more than ten. I don't think so. But I mean, he led them to a championship so i mean they're doing something right yeah well, he led them to a championship and then he went to second division league in england after being champions in in the mls first division. yeah i know that's why that's why i think it's a bigger loss for the mls obviously so and i and i don't know that like and to your point i don't think that the move is a, a good enough move to let's say improve him and the national team so it's just it's just a move. It's just a move for him to He's gonna he's gonna be a better player than National. Let's hope he plays, you know. But look I mean Harrison was at NYCFC, he went to Leeds, second division, and then they got promoted and now he's playing in the first division. And when he was at New York, I never thought that he would be a, a Premier League player scoring goals and doing what he's doing. And he's doing great. So and they play a similar role where they're out wide. So um 
uh, good luck to him. You know what I mean? Yeah, good luck, to, definitely. Uh, just one quick shout out to uh, Hop Hope. I don't even know how to say his name, but the the forward, the twenty year old, yeah, yeah, the the twenty year old forward that's so that signed for Schalke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five goals in three games isn't bad. It's yeah, it's not bad at all. Hat trick on your debut is wonderful. You, know, you can't ask for anything more. Than Maybe that. he set the bar too high in his first game. The U.S.'s radar. Did you know that? What'd you Zero, think? like U14s, U17s, U20s. No, no radar from the U.S. Not even Shane, DJ, Tommy's radar. No, no, no I don't think that that radar. No, well. um we have a little bit of time. We've been speaking here now for a little bit over an hour. Um, uh, I can throw it out there if you guys want to just have like an open discussion, if there's anything on your on your mind that you wanted to talk about. Um, I would say shoot out your question. Me? Yeah. My, well, about the exact time? Yeah. You, uh, I brought it up briefly, but I don't know what you guys think. But like lately it seems like everything about soccer is so precise. Offsides has got to be like perfect. Uh, the VR, every goal is checked, every handball is checked, every fucking slide tackle is checked now. Like everything is getting out of control. Everything is like under a, soccer is under a microscope, except for the clock. Nothing is precise about this clock. The we most that- precision thing since uh, since time we, was we saw, yes, time- numbers. Since yeah. time was invented, yeah. it's, it's been a precise thing, right? So, but in soccer, it's like, eh, you know, we're gonna we're it starts gonna, with an eh, right? Well, gonna, what do you think? Eh, we're, we're gonna save some five guys minutes. nine minutes. <laughs> we're gonna save five minutes, but it's really gonna be like six and a half because yeah. use your discretion. Yeah, you know, Unless I gotta wait. Attacking, and then I'll do it when you clear the field. Yeah, yeah. But, like that—that's right. That's become a thing, right? If there's a corner kick and a ref calls the game. Players get pissed. Yeah, you don't stop a game on a corner. Never. That's absurd. You have to wait until after the corner. Yeah, you got to give them a chance to score. And only one. If it goes into a corner a second time, that's it. He blows it. All right, so let me propose my idea, and then I want to know what you guys think. So my idea is we'll keep the clock counting up. Two 45-minute yeah. halves where the clock counts up. Yeah. Right? So it starts from zero, counts up. Ball goes out of possession, the clock keeps, keeps going. But when the, when the ball goes out of bounds or there's a sub or there's a stoppage of play, there's a second clock. That, that starts counting? That starts counting. Like someone's just like click and it starts counting up. Goes out, comes back in, they stop it. Goes out again, they start it. And it just keeps going up. And that clock accumulates as the 45 minutes goes on. Yeah. And then at the, at the end of the 45 minutes, right at the end of the 45 minutes, when the dude holds up his board, it doesn't say three minutes. It doesn't say four minutes. It says... Four minutes and 32 seconds. And then as soon as the 90 minutes hits, or the 40, yeah, the 45 minutes hits, or the 90 minutes hits, the other clock starts going down. And then right when that clock ends is when the game is over. That's it. No extra time, no added time, none of this ref fucking decides when he's going to blow the whistle, none of that stuff. During the actual soccer time, so I remember studying this because I was always impressed by the fact that in football, you know how many minutes are played of actual football? Isn't when, it like seven or something? 11 minutes. Yeah. So I was thinking to myself, okay, well, what's soccer like? I just looked it up again. 58 to 62 minutes. 
is around the estimated time. So you're saying that after 45, you're going to reach to 90 and then get, you're going to go another 40 minutes. No, because I, I think there's only things that you can, like, I don't think like the ball it doesn't, it doesn't count for out of bounds. In, yeah. Throw, throw ins, corner kicks, none of that stuff counts because whatever the things are that actually board. make that guy one, two, three, four, whatever made him decide the two minutes. I think they have, they have rules around it. Like, Subs- I think for every subs, they do like a, a and, thing. And uh, like injuries, kicks, I think. Injuries, like long long injury times, like if there yeah. was a, a guy down. So I think Franco's saying only for those moments. Yeah. You can be pre- more precise. So when a, a medical guy comes on the field, a, uh, a goal okay. – Okay. And then those kinds of stuff. So let's okay. just say those those times. Just That's those, a good point, though. Yeah. But, but, but what up? It'd be like basketball. Yeah. Where the clock just keeps running? No, it stops constantly, and it, the last two minutes takes six days. Yeah. No, 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 I don't want that. That's not what I'm. That's not where I'm getting at. I just yeah. want a more precise stoppage time. That's all I want. And I want to know what you guys think about it. I could go. So go ahead, Paul. You could do your thing. Um, I really think that he wants to, he's got to go. <laughs> he's really got to go take a shit. So Paolo's going to – Paolo needs a minute. So we're going to hear what Tito good. thinks. I could see in those long pauses, if it was every – you know, that that would be tedious. But in those long pauses, now then it becomes finicky. If a goalkeeper is, takes his time to kind of set it up, leave it as it is, Right. Well, that's that's the thing. I would I would want it leave it as it is. But there's all these there's all these like in game tactics for killing the clock. You know what I mean? Like faking an injury or going down and all that stuff. If there's a clock that is counting up now, you know what I mean? I feel like I I just I feel like it's it's, maybe there won't be much as much as that like that time wasting stuff because. If you're if you're the goalie and you're holding on to the ball or you're dragging ass or something like that, and you see that the stoppage clock is going up, then you're not going to waste time because you're not really wasting time, right? Because all you're doing is actually adding to the to the stoppage yeah. time. So, uh, I personally think that if we're going to be so exact with soccer, just make make it an exact stoppage time. I don't. I don't want to see like the college clock system where like it counts down. That is pathetic. It, 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 it stops cool. every time it goes out of bounds, and then there's like a countdown, like ten, nine, uh, eight. Like that shit that sucks. Is the worst. Uh, I don't think that we should ever get to that point. I like the idea of stoppage, um, but I just think that it should be more precise so that the teams, the players on the field, know exactly how much time they have to work with, right? Because imagine, like, it says four minutes, but, like, then the ref lets you go to, like, five, you know? And you're like, why didn't you just say we had five? You know, that's not right, you know? And then think about it. Imagine you're winning and you're trying to hold off, and the ref says four minutes, and now it's, like, five, and you're like, come on, ref, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Blow the goddamn whistle already. I, I, I feel like you've gone full circle. And now you're saying, you know what? We've had some technology brought into the game. We've been precise in the game. You know what? All in. Let's just everything. Let's just do it all. Let's make this Americanize the shit I'm out of it. Franco just went full circle from hating everything that was in, brought in technology. Yep. To adding a really big one. Oh, uh, 
this rule, ah, this thing, ah, that sucks. And now he goes, you know what, fuck you. Just take it all. If you're going to take it, take it all. Yes, right, Paulo. this was my point. Imagine you're a team and you're winning, right? And, and the, 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 they say four minutes are left, but it's really like five and a half. And you're like, what the, what the ref, blow your whistle. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or vice versa. You, you're pushing to go get that goal. And, you know, you're, you're pushing, you're pushing, and it says four minutes, but, like, then you really have an extra minute where you could have pushed, you know? It's just, like, just make it, a definitive, it. Like make it a definitive time. So, over, so over the 90 minutes, when it's over 90 minutes, does the, uh, can the secondary counter still count up if something yeah. happens? Yeah, because the Tito brought up the point with, like, time-wasting. So, if there's, if there's a dickhead trying to kill time over there because dickhead. he wants to because he wants to win the game or the or the goalie's taking his dragon and ass or something like that then yeah you add the time just starts going up because you're not you're not wasting time you're just adding more time i'm gonna just fault. for devil's advocate's sake um i'm gonna say one of the things like i remember talking about this once with my dad about like wow you know this guy time was and then my dad once was like you know what these guys couldn't fucking do it in 90 plus minutes now they want two minutes like it was gonna change the game fuck them and i'm like all right <laughs> put an end to that discussion real quick uh but i i do like the i don't think that changes the game too much i think a lot of the things that pissed off franco was like it changed the what we grew up with with the game right so what felt traditional this i think is enough of a solution for precision that doesn't really change things and if anything stops the the fuck was that five minutes for or Hey, it's four minutes. We're at four thirty. Like, what did you decide required the extra minute? Um, mm-hmm. So, but when people can visualize it, you can remove it. So it's kind of like goal line, goal line technology. It's there. You can you could easily do it without interference. But you're adding on a minute becomes a big deal at the at that end. Like, it's it would be difficult to do because of its subjectivity. Yeah, you'd have to be very precise of what allows a counter up to go. It's like, when are they going to know to say, okay, you know what? You started wasting time after the third second. The first two seconds, you were fine. Or wait, no, you know what? The first four seconds, you were fine. After the fifth second is when you started time wasting, really. Like, how how are you going to create these? I think time wasting can't be be on there. I think it's got to be, like you said, medical went on the field. Uh, a substitution happens. Something that's it has to be something super uh, specific, yeah. uh, very tangible to say. Like, yep, that's the, the only three things. Yeah, because yeah. that's the only thing that could stop the clock, right? It was, or stop the play was mm-hmm. the whistle. Yeah, it's not. It's uh, I'm not. I'm not against it. Great you know, idea. I, Hard. Yeah. Yeah, just, this is, just a little bit more exact. You know, this one wouldn't just, bother me as much as some other changes. Because think about it, dude. There's like in a 90-minute game, there's four minutes of injury time. But yet in that four minutes of injury time, they managed to have another minute of injury time. They have four minutes over 90 minutes. But then in four minutes, yeah. they have an extra Something minute. gets more scrutinized during that overtime. The same thing with overtime. If there's in 90 minutes, you can have three minutes of overtime, uh, of extra time. But then in a 15-minute half – you can have another three. It doesn't make any sense. Dude. I was so actually going to say that even the time in overtime gets frustrating because I know that it's like uh, the 46th, 45th minute and there's like four minutes of stoppage time and yeah. then they go in and they're, and somebody like falls and they stay on the ground for like a minute and a half. They don't add that minute and a half on top of the four minutes. No. 
No, I mean some do. Some some refs try to try to add it, but that's it, that's my point. I think it, it I, could eliminate that subjectivity of what a ref deems to keep keep going. I'm surprised. I'm just surprised that in this day and age that it hasn't become more standardized. The marketability of it is good too in the sense of like a countdown timer is more uh, interesting to watch than an unknown. I wonder when he's going to blow it. Mm -hmm. But like Mm -hmm. a visual cue of like 30 seconds left. I'm just trying to get rid of the... There's also part of that mystical going back to... If you want to go back and to kind of go... like there's a, a fun mystery to it, like like not knowing exactly. It's kind of like blow oh, it, yeah. oh my god, it's going! Like what's gonna happen? Like you know, it it adds to that element of not knowing exactly when, but it could be any minute. As opposed to I know when it's gonna happen because yeah. I could count it down. I think this one could go either way, and I wouldn't be I, against it. Yeah, and interestingly enough, I actually wouldn't be against unless they make some stupid ways to count that timer up and one then i like all right now this is getting dumb this is like 15 uh, minutes of it yeah time, um, so, so yeah, as soon as it dope. starts as soon as it goes over over five then i'm like no nope, you get fucked up remember when var first came out and there was like seven minutes and nine minutes of yeah. at a time and you're like jesus it's yeah. like a whole other half this is insane but, <laughs> it's a whole half but uh, it is what it is var but, uh, was used in the italian senate vote recently yeah i don't understand how that how that happened so what happened is so galliani is still a senator right so there was a big vote in italy and there was a timer of like when your vote had to be submitted and they were saying that this one guy didn't submit it in time and he lost his shit basically and he was like i absolutely submitted that in time and then he yelled out go to the video because I know like this, the Senate's recorded, right? It's like publicized on TV and whatnot. He goes, go to the video and you could see it. And they did. And Galliani goes, I can't believe we just went to VAR on a Senate vote. So he meant it as like, they didn't physically. Yeah. And then somebody actually, one of the senators did the VAR sign. And, uh, and they went and looked at it and they were like, oh yeah, actually he definitely submitted it like two or three seconds before the timer and they counted his vote. So Galliani being mixed into it and someone doing the VAR symbol, uh, that was the news of that. That's pretty funny. That's pretty yeah, funny. I thought it was pretty funny. I, I, had, a, I had a one comment that I was going to ask Frankie about. Um, thoughts on Beckham picking up Neville as a coach? And I, Paul, I, I can ask you, but I know that maybe you're not as familiar with MLS and I want to put you on the spot. No, no, I heard. I know, no, I followed that actually. Yeah, he, um, left, he left women's team. In England, yeah, then he left, job, he left right? a higher profile job actually to to coach a not so good MLS team. So I think it was a poor choice for him. Uh, he's obviously just wants to be with his friends in Miami. I think uh, it's the Adam Sandler move. I just, right? I just him and his buddies, right? <laughs> they, they they film in beautiful <laughs> locations as friends. Yeah, you know, we got we got like. Coach is gonna be fucking. <laughs> there must be a million coaches in this country, and they gotta give jobs away to to foreigners who are just as qualified as some of the coaches that we have here. I mean, I don't understand. There's there's so many good coaches in this country, or. Would have or, made the news. or maybe there could be, or may, or maybe we'll never know. We Some wonder why thing? we we wonder why Barrelter is our our fucking national team coach, and that's because we don't allow our American coaches to coach at a higher level. 
So it, it, it is what it is. I, I think it's, I don't think it's going to make a difference. I don't give a shit who the coach is down in Miami. I, I don't think that he's the right choice. Um, it's a mostly Hispanic based team too. It's not like it, it, mm, it's the whole playing style doesn't seem like it's going to fit. He's never that's coached. a great point. I just don't. I just think it was a poor choice, and obviously it was highly, highly favored by by Beckham and and influenced by Beckham. And I don't, for the first time, I don't actually think that Beckham has the team's interest at heart. I think he has his friends' interest at heart more than the than the team, which is messed up. I so, think differently, but I'm I still don't like the move. I think he's doing it to uphold his reputation of trying to be good at everything came here in mls was a sensation yeah he became an owner was a sensation oh he doesn't want to fail so that's far. for sure so he's saying like holy shit like my brand's on the line and he tried bringing his best possible option mm, because I, get. I mean who else is he going to try to bring in that's a great so call, i don't dude. see it as Sorry. i'm trying to help my friend out i see it as oh shit i'm in trouble that's a that's a great shout, man. Uh, um, yeah, the, he he's probably the best manager they probably could have could have gotten there. I don't know who else they would have gotten, but is he the right manager? Probably not. I don't think so. And, I mean, he's coming. I don't know. He's coming from coaching a national team, which, which is a is different, different dynamic. Yeah, yeah, and before that, I think he coached in like Spain, and he did terrible, I think. Yeah. And then he went to the women's national team. And Which good. he's not but, revolutionizing from what I was reading. He was just, the team is good enough or is doing, yeah, competing no, they at had, the same level, essentially. Yeah, the England girls had just good players. So. And I think he's going to realize that the MLS league is pretty difficult. Harder than he thinks. <laughs> variability. Mm-hmm. Right. There's no way, I mean, there's games, some teams have like five games or six games ahead at a time. So like you have the galaxy that has played 18 games and then you have like uh, Seattle that's played 12 and that's far out. Like seeing that consistently is going to throw people out of the loop if they're not used to it. I mean, I, I can see Paulo's face already. He's like, what the fuck? And yeah, I mean, actually um, throughout I mean, the entire league. I just some, learned some that. The divisions will have like 23 and the other will have like 16. I don't like it. I'm not lying. Because you can't follow, like, it, it eliminates a little, like, that you're following the league as it's going. It's almost like, well, who knows? You never know what we're going to do in our next 12 games. It's so weird. <laughs> While you're waiting. So, for him to come in and see that, I think he's going to be like, <laughs> like okay, holy, it's going to be like the reverse Ted Lasso. <laughs> I still got to watch that show. <laughs> People are swearing by it. I haven't seen it either. But if that, it's like an American going to the EPL, I think it's the reverse Seeing yeah. this, like, holy shit, okay. He's going to realize, like... A flight from Florida to California is... <laughs> his team's got a long journey. No. And the quality's going to be different. I don't know. I think it's going to be... It's going it to be exciting. Great question. Um, thank you. Great question. I would... I just... It, because it's the MLS, I just... I would, I would rather see a promotion of, you know, American... Or even just... Uh, yeah. I'm sure there's tons of hard-working coaches trying to get a break, and they just they keep seeing any opportunity. Yeah. Just not that it went to someone else as a colleague. Like, all right, he got it, not me. It's just like they just brought in someone like 
Moment ahead. It's like the, it's like no one like no one even had a chance. Yeah, none no of us had a no, chance. Okay. Yeah, no other coach even had a chance. What's, what as a coaching job, what do they want to go for more? Is like the sweet spot the university coaching? Because you got Sasha who's been at Maryland for like 30 years, and you don't think that he had the coaching ability to move up to a No, he level. definitely does, but he's he's he making... tried doing that from SMU. He was at SMU for like 15 years and he was doing good at the college level. They put him up to FC Dallas, shit storm. He didn't even last us two seasons. Hmm. No, I mean there's a there's a couple of stories. I mean I think Ziggy Ziggy did it, uh Bruce Arena did it, uh the dude at Portland did it. Um not Portland, uh he's at Columbus now. Uh Porter. He did it because he was with um he was at uh, Akron, mm-hmm. so uh, there's there's a couple there's a uh, there's a couple coaches that came from. The, but the problem is, it's a big risk for a college coach because the college coaches are they got it made, dude. College yes, coaching is like the greatest gig in this country. Like like Sasha is probably making like fucking six hundred thousand dollars a year, so he's never gonna make that as a as a professional coach in the MLS probably. And and what's going to happen? I'll coach one or two seasons, fail, and then and then lose or, or get fired or, or have to move. Whereas right now he lives in Maryland, probably lives right on campus, and doesn't have to worry a day in his life. You know, I would real much rather be a college coach. College coach has got it yeah. made. So I think it's harder to it's harder to get a college coach. But uh, with all these USL teams, there's there's like forty five USL teams. You're telling me there's not one coach that can make the step up to an MLS team. Come on. So that's give the guys that have paid their dues. Give I, would them like, I would like to see that happen at some level. And maybe that's what's happening with the whole MLS coming in with its own teams pulling out of the USL. Right. Or I think that's what was happening because now they'll be able to have coaches maybe filtering up as well. Yeah. That would be cool to see. I would I would much rather it, see it would be a big positive division doing a pretty good job. Let's bring them up and let them try the first division for a while. And that that would be cool to see, but that it won't happen because of the merger between USL and MLS. Uh, it uh, even though you see really good players in the USL, it, there's not much jump back and forth. There's not like a bunch of them that play in MLS and then they go to play at USL and they come back to MLS and there's not that much no. movement. People no, coming not. out of the ML- USL that are very good have stayed predominantly in the, in the USL. And they haven't gone to MLS. But they're professional athletes. Hmm. But maybe that's a conversation for another time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Why don't we just say that? And with that note, um, <laughs> uh, our episode has come to an end. Uh, it was great. This is our first uh, pod for 2021. Happy New Year. And I think it was a good one, as always. Um, Paolo, Tito, thank you for joining me on this evening. Um, And we'll uh, talk to you guys soon. Thanks to everybody for listening. Thanks for listening to FM Soccer Talk. To catch our next episode, subscribe on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Spotify. You will not want to miss it.